From Anchor.fm out of Philadelphia, I'm Quincy Stallworth with Pinsa Questions. Today we talk with YouTube sensation, Instagrammer, and host of the My 29 Cents Millennial Podcast, Jasmine Van. Jasmine Van's an educator who transferred from being an English teacher to a motivating speaker. You can find her on YouTube, on Spotify, and Instagram. Today we talk about her projects and how she can be found. I'll leave a link in the description, but first, please listen to a message from our incredible sponsors. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. Are you vanified? The vanified model is verifiably adept to navigate the new industry with fortitude and integrity because she or he is equipped and determined. Make sure to visit www.jj2thethirdpower.com to subscribe to our newsletter for updates. Our virtual model mentorship classes will be loading fall 2020. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Stallworth for Say Questions. Today, we ask 15 questions with the great Jasmine Van. I'm doing how you well, doing thanks. There, how are you, Mr. Quincy? I'm doing awesome. incredible, and I just I just stepped into a puddle of water I'm in my office because I I left my window oh, open. No. <laughs> I just realized. Okay. But I'm okay. okay. But I'm okay. I've got okay I've got paper towels. Got paper towels. Goodness I've, me! I'm okay. Here we go. I should have closed the window. I should have. I didn't know it was going to rain that hard. Did it no, rain down there? Uh uh-uh, uh, it did not. But at least you have some fresh air, and then you had the window open, so you have some fresh air. And... I I heard that uh, Hurricane Laura well, was coming through the, there. Well, the Shreveport Bossier area, it did, and so the eye of the storm just basically missed the area and there was just rain and um you know downed trees and power outages so it was not as bad as they were um, well in that area as they were expecting they actually had to um evacuate the b-52s at barksdale air force base um to make sure that they were um you know preserved and taken care of so um i'll be glad when hurricane season is you know over with because it's just a lot to deal with with the pandemic too you know that's just a lot yeah. So I did a okay. lot of homework on you. You're a YouTube sensation. You're a host of uh, the 29 cents, my millennial 29 cents podcast. You're also an English teacher. You're a YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram personality. Um, 
you seem to be a up and coming Oprah Winfrey. Should Oprah oh, be Oh no, Oprah should not be threatened by me. I would humbly sit at Oprah's feet and learn of her in person as I've been doing <laughs> via, you know, um, television and social media for years. No, she doesn't need to be threatened at all. Like, I thank God for her and she's a trailblazer. Yes. Well, who inspired you to be such a, 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 a multimedia personality? You know, honestly, I would have to say my mother, because growing up, she's, she was the person who always like cultivated and nourished whatever it was that I desired to do or I was building towards with my goals and my dreams. And so she took my... I guess my skill traits or my personality traits and just maximize it. Like encouraged me. She always encouraged me to be myself. She always celebrated, um, you know, small victories with me, large victories. When I was having moments of failing forward, she was there. And so I really connect that to also my walk with God. And so I feel like he has blessed me to be an encouragement to the world. And so I like to use different avenues to do that because there's a lot of negativity in the world. And so I just want to offer up some positivity and I'm grateful for the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Now you are certainly a woman of faith. Are you a, of the yes, Christian I'm a faith? Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Baptist? I would, say denominational. I would say I'm a disciple, right? I follow Christ and I just want to let others know that God loves them and they have a purpose and a plan. Uh, people have been condemned, you know, enough by religious people that, for me, it's just about showing God's love and serving people. Yes. Now, have you been able to uh, go to your church services or have you guys been doing the uh, the drive-in service or are you doing the, uh, the well, social media We're doing the social service. media service. So I'm an e-member of the Church at the Well out of Memphis, Tennessee with Pastor Kia Moore. And so since the pandemic has started, mm -hmm. um, we've been very... And I definitely miss, you know, being able to assemble um, with my church family. But, you know, to keep everyone safe until this pandemic passes over, I'm definitely grateful that we can connect in the digital space. Yes. Now, to be in the digital space and to be a media personality, especially one such as you involved in multiple uh, media formats, you have to like yes. people. And you have to enjoy talking definitely. to people. Now, there are people who admire you who don't like people and they want to do what you do and they cannot stand <laughs> people. What would you recommend those people do to develop liking people? Mm, okay. Well, I would recommend this. I think we first have to understand in working with people that there's good in everyone, right? And understanding that there's good right. in everyone, that means we all have something constructive and positive that we can offer. It's just that with some of us, we've had life experiences that happened to us or things that we couldn't help or things that we could help that kind of shaped us in a way where it's like um, that part of our personality is muffled or stifled. And so we would just we have to make the decision to say, you know what, I'm going to do self-reflection, um, do uh, participate in constructive things that help me to like come to a better place within myself. So I'm balanced in mind, body and spirit. Right. And then I would encourage them to not identify like necessarily the faults in people 
or um, say that they don't like people. Like, I really feel like it's a mind over matter sometimes. Because sometimes I go through the space of, wow, people really get on my nerves, right? But um, <laughs> people, we're people. We oscillate back and forth. You know, there's, there's nothing really constant about us. Because we change from day to day for the good, for the bad. You know, we're constantly improving if we choose to or we're constantly digressing if we choose to. Um, so I would just encourage them to even find ways to, to maybe start interacting with people um, based on their comfort level and just slowly develop, you know, um, getting accustomed to that space. And then I think if they do that um, consistently, I think they'll get better with not liking people, right? I think they'll get more comfortable with engaging right. with people and interacting with them. Because a lot of times people who are difficult or tough are some of the, I would say, kindest, most interesting people. And sometimes they put up that barrier because they don't, um, they've been hurt or they don't want to um, be disappointed. So they do that to keep, to keep people away. It's really a defense mechanism. But if you just kind of chip away at their layers, it's like this beautiful, resilient diamond. <laughs> I really believe that. Yes. Do you think that the people who want to admire you also need to have thick skin? Does that Absolutely. help as well? Absolutely. Quincy, listen, we yeah. have to have thick skin because I've had to learn. And I would say I'm still learning even in my adult life that one, you can't please people. So you have to come to a place of peace no. with yourself that you're, um, for me, that I want God to be pleased at the end of the day, at the end of this life. And then I have to really check my peace quotient, my joy quotient, my happiness quotient. Because a lot of times I didn't realize I was doing this, but I was putting all of that on the back burner because I wanted to do and be for people because I wanted people to be encouraged, right? I wanted people to feel better and I wanted people to do better. So I wanted to encourage them and always be there for them. But I had to learn that you have to balance that. And you can't be there for people if you aren't there for yourself. If you're not your best self, you're not going to be able to help other people. And so... um I definitely think that um, there's just really, it's, it's a need for balance on all sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about JJ to the third power.com. Okay. It's an incredible I website. You. Uh, first of all, who designed okay, it? Okay, Quincy, I designed it. And let me tell you why. I started doing about, what was it, 12 years ago, I started um, pricing. Um, website designers, right? And I was like, now I was a school teacher at the time. Um, I was cheer coaching. And then I want to say I was taking a couple of classes. So I was like, um, when I got the price points, I said, listen, that's a lot of money that I just don't have right now. And so I took to the internet right. and I started researching website builders. And I found one and I sat there and I just started plugging things in and excuse me, weighing through things. And then that's that my website was born. So I designed it. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this interview can, cannot uh, capture all of the many facets of you. You seem to be like a diamond with many, many uh, angles and, 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 and parts. How are you, consciously able to be a writer, a model, uh, an artist, painter, uh, an educator, uh, a community leader, uh, a motivator. How, how, I mean, do you sleep? <laughs> I mean, what, 
And if you don't, what coffee <gasps> oh are you my drinking? Goodness. I can use that. So I want to thank you for that kind compliment. I really appreciate that, Quincy. And, you know, with you using the word multifaceted, like that's definitely how I connect um, my um, small business that I've actively started um, building. And so I, I sleep, but I don't sleep enough. So I've actively been doing better with making myself rest. If it's even just to sit down for 20 minutes, to lay down for 20 minutes before I get up and work on my next um, projects that I have to do. And so for me, I've really had to learn how to just manage the space that I'm in where it's a lot of the things at times can be seasonal. So like seasonally, I'm working on this. And while I'm working on this, I'm um, planning for this next facet of what I'm doing, right? And so then when I'm finished with this season or this facet over here, then I go to that one. And so it's just a matter of kind of really reflecting and paying attention to what space I'm in. So like, for instance, I really wanted to paint the past few months, but I, I haven't mm -hmm. been able to. It's not that I have a block. It's that I'm focusing in another way on something else. And so I'm like, okay, Jasmine, you got to table that. And so I kind of revisit that in my mind, like, okay, am I painting today? Um, no, so I'm not painting. So am I writing today? So I just think about what space I'm in and I go with it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let me take a moment to reintroduce okay. you. Everyone, I am with the incredible Jasmine Jade Van. She is a educator, YouTuber, Instagram. Instagrammer, artist, model, and podcaster, among a few of the hats that lay on her uh, living room floor. We'll be back with more Tuesday questions right after this. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. Com. Are you vanified? The vanified model is verifiably adept to navigate the new industry with fortitude and integrity because she or he is equipped and determined. Make sure to visit www.jj to the third power.com to subscribe to our newsletter for updates. Our virtual model mentorship classes will be loading fall 2020. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Starworth. I'm back with the incredible Jasmine Van. She is an entrepreneur, but I I could go on with all the uh, titles. Jasmine, let me say this. Most of the people that I've met who have multiple titles usually don't fit at all in any of the titles they would call themselves. I've run into people who say they're, they're models. They're not really models. They have no 
no work or anything, you are a model. You have shots and work that follow. I've run into people call themselves artists. They paint it once. You're an actual painter and you, you've had, uh, you, you have a 2015 class and an edge art show. So you, you have work there. I've run into people who call themselves educators. I've, I've interviewed people who call themselves educators. They may have talked to a summer school or a camp of kids and they, they threw that on their resume. And, and community leader, so forth, communicator, motivational speaker, You're, you are actually these things. And it really throws me off because I've said this in other interviews that the people with the most amount of titles seem to be the most ineffective in the world mm. but you you contradict that um first of all i apologize no worries, no worries. because i'm no wrong worries. second is how do you maintain uh sanity and humility amongst all of these talents because there are talented people who it has gone straight mm -hmm. to their head and and you, you seem to be very humble. As a matter of fact, when I asked you to send me a bio, I was disappointed because I was like, oh, I got to do oh. my homework now. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, Quincy, I connect it all to God. I really do in my relationship with him um, because with everything that I do and, and he allows me to do, um, I just want him to be pleased. And so what I'm learning is, is I really have to take time to have those moments of like prayer, meditation, you know, relaxation. Um, and then I'm grateful for like the village, my loved ones who um, pour into me and hold me accountable and encourage me forth because a lot of times I'm really hard on myself. Um, that is something right. I've been managing for years and I'm, you know, I think I'm doing better with being gracious with myself. Like I give grace to, mm -hmm. to everybody else. So with me, I'm just like, no, you know, it's, it's I'm very rigid and regimented. Um, but I would say I'm getting better um, with that. And to think about it, you know, being an educator, I really, I've never thought about this until talking with you about it now. I really feel like the multifacetedness of some of the things connected to me are because I am blessed to be in the field of education. So like with teaching my students, and are reaching my students, um, I think about in the space of teenagers are oftentimes misunderstood and um, they really just want to know that you care. And then well, that's all, all people and all children, but especially teenagers because they're kind of a, a forgotten age group where people kind of just think because they can drive on their own or get dressed or go to work, all those things that they don't really need support anymore. Um, and so, and they have so many negative influences pulling at them. Like I've told them when I was in high school, um, the most that could happen as far as with um, maybe bullying was actual bullying, but like people writing something on the bathroom stall, right? But now they have technology and social media to where it's cyberbullying and it can go out to thousands of people. So they just have so many things pulling at them that I really endeavor to show them the other extreme to let them know that they can have a balance with it, that they don't have to... Um, be a part of the cycle, right, of negativity or the cycle of stereotypes that are imposed on them, that they can break out of that and just be the self-actualized person that they are. And so I really think that's how um, God cultivated, like, my encouragement, right, and writing notes to people or creating things. And so um, I'm really grateful for that. I'm humbled to um, be an educator. I never thought that I would go into that field, like, um, 
I'd always wanted to be a lawyer growing up. Like when I finally thought about what I was going to do with my career, I was like, I'm going to be an attorney and then, you know, practice family law. And then I wanted to eventually start teaching law. And I thought about being like, you know, what was it? The United States uh, attorney general. But I really got back to the core of it. I wanted to teach. And I found out from my great aunt that I'm like the fifth generation educator. And I'm just like, what? So it was in my DNA, right? And it came out. I just thought it was going to um, manifest with law. But I'm so humbled to have taught students um, on various levels for the past, what, almost 16, 17 years. And um, seeing them now, Quincy, is so humbling because I stay in touch with a lot of them. I'm grateful for social media. So I've gone to weddings and baby showers and they send photos mm. of their children and tell me about jobs. And it's just it's such a gift. You know, it's such a gift. I'm very, I'm so grateful. Yes. Uh, your love for your students is genuine. I listened to several of your podcasts as you inter as you interview students, and and you're very nice. proud of them. And and uh, I couldn't help but uh, start this dialogue with my wife, who's a yes. retired teacher, and we begin to talk about the love you have for your students inside of a society that rejects your students based right. on skin color and how you do your you have to as an english teacher you you, you don't get children who were properly educated mm -hmm. on grammar through mm -hmm. middle school you get kids who they learn uh they they, they learn uh uh discourse from 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 right. street slang and and they they and and you have to do your best to pick and choose what you need to correct. Kind of like someone who who trims a bonsai yeah. tree. You have to pick and choose what parts of the student you want to address and clip, and parts that you want to allow to develop on right. their own. And my question is, uh, what's it like for you to let these children go out into this? I, I'm going to say this cold and dark and racist society. Yeah. Um, well, Quincy, it's it's hard um, because, in my opinion, the public school system is not um, the favor is not it's not excuse me it's not a favor of many black and brown children, and so um, no. I I have to start off a lot of times. Well, each year I start off with besides setting the standard and tone for the classroom and sharing my expectations, I have to allow them to see that I'm sincere um, because a lot of students tend to be, um, um, they don't trust teachers. One, because teachers don't necessarily stay at their school. Two, they've kind of been preconditioned to look at teachers who look like them, right? Um, mm -hmm. Don't really necessarily, um, don't always care or don't always, you know, um, mm -hmm. exhibit warmth or kindness. And so I really have to work through um, dismantling their preconceived notions and letting them know that regardless, and even when I was teaching at a majority school, letting them know that regardless of what they may think of me as a black teacher, that I don't wake up in the morning and say, Jasmine, you're a black teacher. You're going to go to school. You have to act like a black teacher. You have to do this. Like I, I put all of that out of my mind and I, or I tell them like, I, I don't wake up like that. I wake up 
with the mindset I'm going to teach my students today. And so then I, I model the behavior that I want them to adapt, right? Or adopt, excuse me, of just seeing people for mm -hmm. people, regardless of what society says they're supposed to act like, do like, or be like. And so then I use that as my springboard to let them know that you can think and dream beyond what's in your environment. You can think and dream beyond what you're being told. Um, you can think and dream beyond what um, you feel you're, you know, feel that all that you're, go ahead. But what, what our parents, mm -hmm. what our uh, parents mm -hmm. tell us, uh, those who don't, who, uh, one of the things mm -hmm. in the black community is, in the poor mm -hmm. black communities, not in the middle class or upper yeah. echelons, but in the poor communities, you'll find education is not only undervalued, but it's not even right. so. I've seen entire parties for people getting out of jail where someone can graduate and someone graduates high school, maybe the first of their family to graduate high school and, and, and doesn't even get a, a serious right. My wife will tell you parent teacher night in Philadelphia school district is a yeah. joke. There are parents that she didn't see the entire four years of high school until the yes. graduation. And so while you, while you are working so hard, you have family members who are unconsciously working not only against you, but against their own right. children. And you know, how, how I you, think that's a byproduct of the ill conditions that we as a black community have to like work through and heal within ourselves, right? We've been preconditioned with these things and they've been imposed on us. They've been um, perpetuated. And so it's a reconditioning process that has to go on, not just with the children, but like with all of us. And so I, when my students come to me and they share with me, because like you said, they're parents who they're not focused on education. And a lot of times it's because they're worried about putting food on the table. And so they're not able to come mm -hmm. to parent night. They're not able to do this. They're not able to do that. Cause I've, I've called parents to ask for support and help. And they're like, you know what? There's not much I can do with him or her. Um, I don't really know what to tell you. So it's just like, okay. And I just um, determined within myself that I'm not um, within the best of my ability going to let a student fall between the cracks. And so um, I don't, fault the parents. I, I situate myself to where I reach out to them. I stay in touch with them to let them know that I'm um, an extra support or voice of encouragement to help their child through. And so um, because even though students need more, you know, these days, it's a major accomplishment for a lot of our children just to get their high school diploma. And then so it's, it's a mm. feat that I try to work and encourage them the fact that hey you can still push past that too like you don't have to just stop there um because i have found that a lot of my students you know they graduate and then they start their families whether purposely or not on purpose and so um yeah. that's also a very different um space so with that i've decided to create um a support system to where i can still i'm um, stay in touch with them and encourage them with like because I, I give them life application skills when we're in school, and but then I just accelerate in a different way when they've graduated. So I stay in touch with them in that way um, and just offer, and I'm, I'm going to build more on that, like uh, things about opening a bank account, right? Maintaining a bank account, um, reading with your students. Like I've started mm -hmm. a literacy campaign with my students who have children where I send them books and mm -hmm. I encourage them with, um, to read affirmations with their children every night, like to help, you know, shift um, us in, to where they maintain that space that we created when we were in English class together. Mm -hmm. 
Now, what do you teach? Okay, so I'm going to share this with you. I originally, my last teaching position was with um, Bossier High in Bossier Parish. But now I've actually um, broke into another dimension of education. I am a curriculum coordinator. So now I am supporting and serving teachers as they support and serve their students. And I am very excited about it. It's very different, but I I really enjoy the space that I'm in because it's like, oh my goodness, I can share my 12 years of public school education, right? I can share that of teaching. I can share that with them. And it's just been, it's really been a humbling and exciting experience. Yes. Are you excited about the uh, upcoming school year? Um, I am excited about the upcoming school year in the sense that I am grateful that children will um, be in a constructive space again, right? So that they can um, have, um, they can continue forward in their educational career. But what I am a little frazzled by is the varying systems or the varying ways that we as Americans are moving forward in the new school year. Like, I really don't understand the face-to-face instruction aspect. Um, I don't understand A day, B days. Like, I don't understand why we're not taking the pandemic more seriously. Oh, well, our president said just the other day, we're going to have a cure by Mm. the end of the year. He also let us know that 99% of the cases are harmless. And even though the numbers that are 180,000, well, that's fake news. So that's, that's, I don't understand what your problem is. Goodness. (laughs) Do you know what, Quincy? I've had to take, now I still get my alerts on my phone to let me know what's happening on CNN. But I have actually had yes. to take a break from watching the news and even um, looking oh, yeah. at certain viable websites because it's just really overwhelming. I say to my mom often, I cannot believe this is happening. I cannot believe that this is happening. Like, I, I just I don't understand mm. why we're not taking it uh, more seriously. And so because I'm not like in the classroom anymore, I still look forward to like going back and supporting my students um, at Bossier High. I look forward to going back and supporting my students at Woodland Leadership Academy and um, even in Alvin, Texas and um, Sugarland, Texas. Like I, I don't know. For me, I definitely see that it's, I'm an educator for life. Like I don't just, um, um, what is it? Sever I, get, I yeah. do get that. Yeah. I do get that from you and you are a force in the world of education and a dark, a dark thought Pat comes, comes over me when I come over across talented superstars mm-hmm. like you, because when you leave the community is bereft mm-hmm. of something. Um, so many times I can name countless teachers who, when they left our high school for whatever reason, or our middle school, it was like, it was like, it was like chaos. It just uh, entered back in. And it's my question to you is what do you, who are you preparing to for being many reflections of who you are? Well, you know, Quincy, I feel like just as, you know, I'm blessed and fortunate to meet different people day to day and, you know, they plant seeds of positivity in my life. My prayer, my hope is that I'm able to do that just in various sectors as well as in education. And so then that they would take that and then plant other positive seeds and plant other positive seeds. And so um, I've been blessed to, and I didn't realize, but I have students who have written me letters, right? To let me know that I was the educator who encouraged them to um, 
want to become a, a, um, a teacher, um, which of course they made me cry because, mm -hmm. you know, I just had no idea. Um, and so my hope is that in that capacity, that's a way of um, the, the um, positivity and, you know, the compassion that that's, it's duplicated and, and replicated like that. And, you know, for a lot of my students, Quincy, I didn't know this, um, but they told me, they're like, Ms. Van, I've been in school for 11 years. This is my 12th year. You're the first black teacher I've ever had. You know, and mm. and a lot of times and I could tell with them, it was a tough battle for them. I saw their wheels turning because they were like, wait a minute. She's not acting the way I was told people who look like her act. Right. She's not she's mm -hmm. not doing. And so but I'm grateful that I was able to share um, an aspect of um, the other extreme because I told them, you know, I was like, well, black people, we're not. Um, monolithic like we all don't just act just this way because you see it on television or reality shows like there's a whole oh my diverse God. My wife, array my of us right like please <laughs> don't lock, lock us in like that and you I saw with some of them they could not reconcile that and then finally it's like um the light bulb went off with them like I had a student tell me Miss Van I was taught to hate black people if my grandfather knew that I was in your class um, he would make me get out of your class. And so I was like, wow. And then another one of my students made the share with me that his grandfather was like, um, what is that called? The grand wizard or grand dragon of this uh, chapter of the KKK, KKK. right in the area yes. I was in. I was like, are you okay what? with being in my class? He said, oh, no, no, yes, ma'am, I'm fine. So I said, oh my goodness. It was so tough to even realize or have to come to face that there were still um, people perpetuating this, right? Like they transferred a young man out of my class because he used to bring KKK artifacts to school. And so I guess the day that he brought it to school, it was right before my class. And so Quincy, instead of involving me in the process of being able to like walk through it being a teaching moment, they just took him out of my class, right? And something I said to my students that year was, no matter how we try to brush the issues of America under the rug, we're eventually going to ship over those issues. We're going to ship over that rug. And that was the during the time um, President Obama was running for office. And so we can't keep denying and turning a face to it. We're going to have to meet it at some point in time. And the longer we wait, the harder it's going to be. And so um, and even talking to my students like that, Quincy, was tough because it was like Jasmine, because my thing is I speak truth. And so if I'm going to be reprimanded for speaking truth, well, just reprimand me. Right. Because I'm not going to. Right. Um, be dishonest with my students. I'm not going to lie to them because they've told me, Ms. Van, adults lie to us all the time, right? Like, and so. Right. This is. This right. Is and so um, I was always very mindful, but I, I made sure because they're about they're about to graduate and be in the real world. Right. Like, right. you need to know these are the realities of it. And, you know, and I, I just did my best to equip them in a constructive way so they can make sense of it and not become like um, I told them, I don't want you to be zombies. Like, I don't want you to um, no. share it. It's just something you've heard because you see it on the internet. No, you go research it. You delve into it. You weigh it out, right? Because you're capable and you have the ability to. Don't be lazy. Like, push past that. Because I told them, as lazy as some of you all are with your work, I'm concerned about retiring in America. Because you could actually go and vote for something that says all the old people have to go live on an island with no food and water. But you don't know that because you didn't read. Because all you did was saw something and checked it off. And they're like, dang, Ms. Van, that's cold. I'm like, no, but it's true, though. It's true, though. It's true. Yeah, yeah, we see that every uh, year in the election. Yes. Let me uh, take a moment to reintroduce okay. you. I'm with the incredible educator, YouTuber, Instagrammer, artist, model, podcaster, and my newest friend on Facebook, Jasmine Van. Please hang tight while we go to commercial. You're gonna love these commercials too. You should listen to this. Really like <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. Are you vanified? The vanified model is verifiably adept to navigate the new industry with fortitude and integrity because she or he is equipped and determined. Make sure to visit www.jj2thethirdpower.com to subscribe to our newsletter for updates. Our virtual model mentorship classes will be loading fall 2020. Welcome back, everyone. We are here for a third part of the incredible interview with Jasmine Van. Uh, we had a long commercial break because I got to run in my mouth from talking <laughs> crazy about about books. That was great. It was great. That's what that's that's what what, what, what I do. I'm crazy, and it's looked at as crazy to read books. But let's talk about where you've been hunkered down at during the starting in March. 13th when 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 the pandemic shutdown started okay well um my family and i we moved to the shreveport bossier area in the early 90s mm -hmm. and that is where my mother has been um since then except she went for a couple of years she went up north to hartford connecticut where she was mm -hmm. born and raised to tend to my grandmother and then she came on back down south because she loves the heat, even though she was born in the cold. Um, my grandfather is from Bar she loves, she the, loves heat. the heat. Listen, my grandfather's from Barbados, right? And so it's definitely in her DNA because my mama goes sit outside in 100 degree weather and she will sit and she would, it, the sweat doesn't bother her. She'll sit in the heat on her lunch break. She will go and sit in her car with the windows rolled up to take the heat in. Like it's, uh, we've never seen anything like it before. And so um, it was very tough for me initially to like say Louisiana was home. Like I remember when I went to college and people would say, oh, Jasmine, you're from Bossier City. And I was like, no, I live there. I'm not from there. But um, something just last night that I realized about myself, I may not be, I may that? not be Louisiana homegrown, but Louisiana is home because that's where my loved ones are. Right. And so um, I, I think I finally adopted that space. And the reason why I never wanted to be associated with Louisiana in that way was because of how um, I feel how stifling living there is, right? Like there's a clear difference really? between when I lived in Houston, Texas and when I lived in Louisiana, you know, I came back to Louisiana as an adult, I was, or that area, I was like, Lord, this is too much. Like I, I can't process it. And so um, being in the space though, I was like, well, if this is my assignment, God, then this is what I'm going to do. And you're going to equip me for it. And so I'm grateful, but it's, it's really tough living in a place where people are still steeped in ideals of yesteryears, you know, because 
I'm often, and, and people like me who are there who look like me are often looked at as like conundrums, like something's weird about us. It's like, no, there are more people like us. You just choose not to see it because it, it impedes your, your glass house, right? You, it, it breaks down your glass house. So you can't think of me outside of that because it tears down, right? What you think is true, which is not true because, you know, right. there are plenty of black people like me. You just choose not to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's uh, that's that that is a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, and you, you mentioned earlier that black people are not monolithic, right. and uh, I, I think it's because I think people assume mm -hmm. we are because ignorance and and in 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 systemic yes. racism, but. One of the most interesting things and powerful things I've learned is, is you are in no better place than when people underestimate. Oh, that's good. Because you can get everything you want when you are underestimated. Mm. And that is, that, that is, uh, I, I, I admire, I've learned to survive mm. in this uh, culture mm. because I'm underestimated. Well, thank you for sharing that. That is good. But um, mm. but yeah, that's, that's very interesting. So let me ask you, what did you learn about yourself that you didn't know before this pandemic? Oh, what did I learn about myself? Um, well, with the with the pandemic and the the time right that I had to outside of. The, um, my online work hours, you know, with um, teaching my students, I had a lot of time to reflect. And one of, so I really, Quincy, I really took that time or I'm taking that time to like um, identify those parts of myself where like I'm unpacking why I do, right? What causes this? Um, what can you mm -hmm. constructively change about this, Jasmine? Um, a why are you, why do you view yourself in this way? And it's, it's really just, helping me to become, I think, more balanced and loving myself, right? Because I, I, mm -hmm. I thought I was loving myself, but I wasn't. I, because I thought I had to adhere to um, certain, I had to dot every I and cross every T in regards to my loved ones, right? Because I was, I realized this about myself. I was afraid that they were going to leave, right? Or I was afraid that they were not going to want to be in relationship with them anymore. And I didn't realize this, but that mm -hmm. stems from, um, some early childhood experiences. Um, and okay. so I'm grateful that I identify that. And so that's even helping me build that relationship or rebuild that relationship in a constructive way with boundaries. So then I can then be healthy within myself to move forward in um, a better way. Um, something else I've learned about myself is like, girl, you just need to be easy, right? Stop. Like, because I get so excited, Quincy, with the different projects that I'm working on that I will stay up for hours. Like I can have an idea at eight o'clock in the morning and I have it flushed out by eight o'clock, nine o'clock that evening because I've, I've just chipped away at it and just made it, you know, made it what it was like the end product of it. And I remember I had a friend years ago. Um, he's so funny. He was like, he, he's such a dear, dear, dear big brother. His name is Jericho Brown. He said, you know, you just take stuff and do it like right then years ago it would have taken multiple people to do that. But you know, you take stuff, Jasmine, and you just do it. And that's, that's my mindset, right? But I have to learn, Jasmine, pace back. If, if you don't have to do everything all in one day, 
Like it's really okay to be right. easy and Quincy. That's hard for me. But when he said that to me, it's so mm. funny because it was back when I was in grad school. Right. But I still think about that from time to time because it helps me to say Jasmine, breathe, Jasmine, Wusa. My great aunt Hermine tells me that all the time. She's like, Jasmine, rest, relax. It's okay. Breathe. Right. And so I actually, you know what, Quincy, I have those reminders like in my car. I have notes that say breathe. I, ha I write on my bathroom mirror. I have notes um, in my affirmations. Like I have different places to like say, okay, um, a friend of mine told me to start practicing deep breathing exercises. Um, I've started doing yoga. Like I'm trying to find constructive ways that channel that space to make me say, Jasmine, stop, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, you mentioned earlier that there were certain relationships that this uh, pandemic has actually mm -hmm. helped. And and how have you found ways to improve relationships uh, under this uh, lockdown and social distancing? Uh, you know what, Quincy? Google Meet or the, like all of these FaceTime features or virtual um, video chat features are amazing. So like... I've started, um, that's how I celebrated my 39th. Um, my best friend and I, we, uh, mm -hmm. she asked me what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh my goodness, let's do this. So we had a virtual um, Google meet with a couple of people. We played a game um, and just talked and we caught up. And then there was another um, group of uh, lovely ladies that we each month, we get together in a virtual space and we um, face our video chat and we play a game. Um, I did that with um, another set of uh, loved ones. And so it's just really, you know, to, that just helps ease not being able to see them because like before the pandemic, Quincy, I had in my mind for the summer, I was going to go to Philadelphia to see my dad and my dad's side of the family. I was going to go to Hartford to see my mother's side of the family. You know, I was going to go to Georgia to see my God family. Like I just had all of these plans, right? You were going to travel? You were going to travel yes, like crazy? Yes, I was going to travel <laughs> like crazy. And I was going to see my best friend <laughs> Kelly in LA. Like I was just going to do all of it. Uh, and then I was going to take myself on a trip by myself to like a, um, a resort in Arizona, right? Um, but then it ended up being, okay, I'll probably be like one of my um, friends with me. She and I were going to like go because probably not safe to travel by yourself even though i will like i don't have a problem with it um but and then the pandemic was like yeah no all of that is shut down so you just be easy and you know put a pin in it and and so this is what i say i jokingly say but i mean it i'm waiting for the world to open back up like i get it every people are doing things people are traveling but quincy i go where i have to go and i come back home right like i just feel so uncomfortable right being out knowing Right, that th these cases are growing, or you know, like it's just I can't even articulate it. Yeah. I, I can't process how people are acting like, like the sky is falling, and people are like, "Oh, are you sure the sky is falling?" I'm like, "What? Are you, are you sure? Are you, are you sure? Right? Like, are you positive the sky is falling?" Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, well, let me come back and shelter, right? And y'all be easy. I'm gonna wait." <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, very. It, it, I have some relatives who are traveling, mm -hmm. and they they've been all over the place. Wow. The places I can't afford, and <laughs> the places I know they shouldn't be able to afford. It's oh, really it cheap sure is. Right but Quincy, you know what's so tripped out about that? Think about it. Before the pandemic, you think about the airplane. Like airplanes are dirty, right? All of that recycled air. So I'm just yes. like. So how is it that people have put that out of their minds and they're able to travel now with this virus? Like what? Yeah. Mm -mm. 
it's a it's, it's a trip it it's is. a trip um for, okay. moving on uh what can we do as uh as believers in you to sponsor your movement oh um well you know i i'm excited i just published my second book um and in publishing that book quincy i would say it's just really a way for me to not only share my experience, but more importantly, encourage people through it because move towards your dreams and goals. Right. Um, and so right. I also I was excited. I had um, my first Empower You conference um, this summer. So um, I have my Dream Forward shirts um, as a reminder to encourage us to dream forward, like, you know, connected to. We're not going to make the best decisions all the time, but as long as we keep moving forward, we'll get it done. Um, and so those are my, like my two main things right now, um, the book and my t-shirts, but, um, I would say I'm kind of taking a break to recharge and situate things to see how I can you right. know, relaunch in a constructive way. Um, because with managing different things, it's like, you know, <laughs> um, let's, uh, yeah. let's see yeah. how we can do that in a way that doesn't leave me feeling, um, depleted because I'm constantly going to the post office every day or doing this or doing that. So I'm, I'm managing different, um, or excuse me, I'm planning different ways that I can do that where it's, um, conducive, you know, to my other responsibilities. Yeah. And what's next? Oh, what's next. Okay. So honestly, Quincy, like I have not, um, I think I've just talked with my mom and my best friend about this, but I really want to get back into modeling. And so with, um, because there were so many opportunities for that when I was in Houston. Right. But then when I moved next, you know, moved back next door to um, Louisiana, there are less. And so I remember like my students would come to me telling me that they wanted to model or, um, you know, they would ask me questions about modeling. And so I've actually, um, I've launched a preliminary platform for I'm going to have an online like um, platform to encourage young ladies who want to be models, young ladies and young men who want to be models. It's called Vanified, mm -hmm. right? Like this whole thing where they'll be able to participate in, the, in these virtual classes to equip them in a, in a constructive way so they're not swept up, right, by the typical model world. Um, yeah, yeah. there are people who are very swept up into it. Yes, that, yes. Um, and then... Um, I submitted to a magazine that's looking for virtual models. And so I'm actually waiting to hear back about that. So I'm excited about doing that um, because I feel like now when I um, start modeling again, there's a new essence about me myself that has, um, it's been in me, but I had to like, you know, do some self-love and some self-care things, self-reflection yes. to like yeah. get to like a better version of Jasmine. And so I feel because I feel better about myself and love myself as I should. I feel like that's going to, you know, um, showcase when I, I start modeling again. And so um, I'm humbly waiting for that opportunity, keeping my ears to the ground. Um, and I will say with my experiences I've had in the past, like, you know what, Quincy, I've been so fortunate, like the designers that I worked with, everybody was always mm -hmm. so respectful of my demeanor, right? Like they knew that yes. like, okay, Jasmine, she's, modest or you know they know about how my faith is important to me right so they they consider mm -hmm. that and I know a lot of times that's not what designers do but you know you connect with the right people like Kim Small and um 
um, Essex, you know, it's just, they were amazing. Like people are just like, oh my gosh, Roshan. They just were like, okay, no Jasmine, we're gonna do this. And it, it was, I'm grateful because I think it's important to show people, show young people, there's always another side to it, right? You don't have to, there's not just one dimension. There's, an, it's multi, you can approach it in different ways and not lose yourself. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I want to tell you, thank you so much, no. Jasmine. It's it's been a, it's been a true pleasure. This is uh, this has been one great ride. I I I I, I met you. I was I was expecting yeah, simple. <laughs> I I come across a diamond with many oh, facets. And, and genuine, and I, I appreciate No, you I appreciate much. you, Quincy. I thank you for the opportunity. May I share my handles with everyone? I forgot to do that. May I share my handles? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I've recently like um, um, used new handles. Initially, my handles were 29 to the third power, um, but now mm -hmm. my handles on Instagram and um, Twitter are JJTO the third power. So JJTO and then three, the number three, RD power. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put all okay. of that stuff in the, uh, in the, uh, Great. but yeah, awesome. go ahead. Continue and then share. that's connected as well Continue. to my website. Um, www.jjtothethirdpower.com. And you know what that is, Quincy? Three is my favorite number. Which? I was born on July 3rd. Um, three is my favorite number because it represents the Trinity. And so um, I connect that to, I am who I am because of God. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And so like everything for me ties into that because I can't imagine my life without him. So like all these things that God blesses me to do to me don't even matter. Like if I don't have him. Yeah. So. May you find more and more grace, mercy. I received peace. that. Okay. Thank you, Quincy. And for you and your loved ones as well. You take Thank care. Thank you as well. Take care. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs dot com. Are you vanified? The vanified model is verifiably adept to navigate the new industry with fortitude and integrity because she or he is equipped and determined. Make sure to visit www.jj2thethirdpower.com to subscribe to our newsletter for updates. Our virtual model mentorship classes will be loading fall 2020. We want to thank Jasmine Van for coming on the podcast today.
Keensy Questions has been a production of Anchor.fm and the good people over at Spotify. The music you all heard was from Epidemic Sounds of EpidemicSounds.com and today's song was Dimples by Omni. We also want to thank the talented staff of 1030 Designs of 1030designs.com. Please check them out for crafting a logo and promotional material for yourself. Please like and subscribe. Join the King City Questions community on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. I'm Quincy Stallworth. Thank you for listening and have a great day.